To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. I'm John. And I'm Drew. And you're listening to The Archive, our ever-growing library of everything, one hour at a time. They get a little, uh, little serious with these bag checks, don't they? Yeah, I mean we have but all these uh, microphones and everything. At least they moved them to before you get to the actual gates. That's true. That's true. Because now, as we approach these uh, hollowed gates, yeah, there's there's no barrier to us really, yeah. except for a line of people also waiting oh. to get in. Do you have your ticket? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. I'm in. All right. Oh wait, I got to put my finger on the there. Yeah, little. Fingerprint guy. Don't try to cheat the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cleared. All right. I'm following you right in. Okay. Yep. Wow. Here we are. Here we are. Finally back. I think we may have discussed this once years ago. Briefly. Very briefly. Yeah. <laughs> briefly and infrequently have yeah. we yeah, come we upon rarely, this topic. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> And what you may not know, listeners, is that John and I are, would you say, enthusiasts, fans, casual observers? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to drop the pretense. I'm just going to say I am, especially right now, obsessed with all things Disney parks mm-hmm. um, and... Uh, Today, we're going to talk about Disneyland. I'll do you one better, I'll buddy. Okay, I'll do you okay, one better. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, in, the, in the spirit of uh, the uh, tagline that accompanies one of our favorite podcasts, the Advent Calendar House. Oh, yeah, Advent Calendar um, House. Which, uh, by the way, big, quite an event coming. From, oh, that's right. From yeah. Them. Yeah, we uh, we'll we'll say more later, yeah. but yeah, that's a good tease. Very exciting. Uh, but the the tagline for the Advent Calendar House is a a podcast about uh, all holiday TV specials. Yeah, but mostly the Christmas ones. Yeah, which takes its uh, inspiration from a line in a Disney theme park attraction, uh, Muppet Vision 3D. Yeah. Uh, so building on that, or paraphrasing that, I will say that uh, I am an enthusiast of all uh, Disney parks. Yes. But mostly Disneyland. Ah, yes. Especially now. Yeah. And it wasn't always that way. And I don't know, maybe as we stroll along here, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll come up, up with the... We'll talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. But I... I... I was for a long time a Walt Disney World fan and let's 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 for those who aren't aware there are in America two Disney parks 
that you can go to. Two Disney Disney Re- resorts. Resorts. Sorry. Properties. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one on the West Coast, one on the East Coast. On the East Coast, you have Walt Disney World. Uh, opened in 1971. Correct. Um, at least the Magic Kingdom opened in 1971. Um, and Walt Disney World comprises of four theme parks, two water parks, mm-hmm. um, several hotels. About 49 golf courses. <laughs> uh. An ESPN sports thing yeah. <laughs> that I've never gone to and never will go to. Oh, I've been there. Oh, wow. Um, it's, it's a huge expansive property, um, and very calculated and, and, and planned and all that stuff because what preceded it was the park that exists on the West coast in Anaheim, Disneyland, much smaller, much smaller footprint in terms of land. Mm -hmm. Um, and they sort of learned from that to build Walt Disney world. Yeah, and, and just to give you a sense of scale here, so, I mean, and we've talked about this, I think. We've probably even talked about this size discrepancy yeah. here. But, so, uh, yeah, Walt Disney World, um, <clears throat> or what people kind of colloquially refer to as Disney World, yeah, um, is uh, 28,000 acres. Wow. It's like 43 square miles. It is enormous. Twice the size of Manhattan, and it has been likened by some to the size of San Francisco, wow. like the city of yeah. San Francisco. Um, Disneyland uh-huh. was built on <laughs> approximately 160 acres. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. And it hasn't grown much beyond no, that. Yeah, like yeah. it has, I think some property has been right. kind of acquired since then and added onto it to but, add it. But, but a property around it has been acquired and really encroached. Yeah, on that uh, that park, and it is just—I mean, I don't know where they find. Well, when they build new things, they take away old things, essentially. Yeah, yeah. There's there's really no more land yeah. left to build on yeah. around Disneyland that hasn't been already right uh, taken. Um. So yeah. So I was saying, you know, I was a Disney World fan. Um. In my youth, we went there a few times. I think we did go to Disneyland at least once. And I think we went to Disney World twice. And so I was a Disney World guy, you know. And and on the surface, you look at the two and you're like, well, Disney World has a lot more to do. Mm-hmm. And it does. It absolutely does. It's, it's intended to yeah. Yeah, answer all uh, vacation yeah. cravings. Um, and so you, I think, you know, that that was kind of what, for me, was, was why I was kind of leaning towards that. Now, recently, in the past couple of years becoming obsessed with these theme parks and just like digging in to everything I can find about them and, and listening to, you know, various podcasts and watching specials and all this stuff. Like Disneyland has really started to become very evocative to me and very interesting in the history of it and, and sort of the, all the challenges presented to them because of the small footprint um, and because it, you know, something like that had not been done, it's really amazing the things that they did because of those constraints. Yeah. And when some of those ideas are then transplanted to Orlando, where Walt Disney World is, they, you know, make other decisions. You know, the the b- b- I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but if I take Pirates of the Caribbean as 
mm-hmm. as an example. They built it, you know, first in Disneyland. Was it in, did it open in 67? And then um, they said, well, uh, well, originally Walt Disney World was, was going to have a Wild West ride. Yeah. It was going to be... The uh, Mesa Verde. Yeah. And the the uh, something river adventure. Right. And yeah. it would be essentially the Pirates ride, but with cowboys. Yeah. And I guess there was enough outcry, even then, that people were like, no, just... Yeah, we like the pirate. We want to see the pirates. Totally changed the course of planning for that. Yeah. They had this master plan oh, in place cool, for yeah. yeah for well, we can't get Magic into Kingdom. That's, yeah, yeah, we're that's good to Disney it. World, but it's a different attraction. Yeah, it's a totally different attraction. So they built pirates, but they said, okay, well, there are things here in or like we made decisions in Anaheim based on how this building was situated Physical constraints. And yeah. why would we do that here? We, you know, we could do it we how we push want. it as far as we want. Yeah. And the ride in Anaheim is much better. Yeah. And, and, the, and we'll, you know, I'll, I'll, we'll get to that, but that was just, you know, it's that kind of thing that really made me fascinated with Disneyland. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's, it's like, um, I guess the, a way to like really distill it, I think is that, uh, Disney World is innovative in scope. Yes. Right? Like, yeah. it, it's always pushing um, technological boundaries and the boundaries of what we perceive as, like, a yeah. vacation. And, like, it's, it's, it is so beyond anything else like it. Right. It, it's just, you know, it's not even close. Yeah. Nothing else is close to the scale and the scope of what goes, of what is disney world yeah whereas disneyland is like it's the execution that mm-hmm. where it really uh excels yeah. where it's really innovative and i and i'll probably say this name several times tonight but um famed imagineer tony baxter has described he he kind of uh categorizes the parks in an interesting way and i guess he actually kind of does this with the castles more so than the parks themselves but i think it applies he refers to the Disneyland castle as the charming castle. Mm. You know, it's 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 the most charming one. The one in Disney World is the spectacular one. Mm. Um, the one in uh, Paris is the most beautiful castle. Um, and I think those adjectives apply to the parks in general as well. Yeah, I could see that. Disneyland to me is is has the most charm mm-hmm. out of you know it, Disney World. You go there and you see. You, you you see the the um, the machine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you sort of feel it. Like oh, this is very purposeful. It's an industry. It is very much an industry. Yeah, and and it eats people up and spits them out. You know. Yeah. And Disneyland does that too, but I think hides it a little bit better. Yeah. In a in a way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, right now we're standing. We just walked through the gates. Yeah. We're standing, and I'm looking at this, you know, this sort of arrangement of vegetation that looks like the house, the house, <laughs> not the house, but the head of one Mickey Mouse. What if it was just a <laughs> <His> house? house. <laughs> <laughs> For, you know, 60 years now, people had just been taking pictures in front of a floral yeah. house. <laughs> and here's Mickey's house. <laughs> yeah, this is... Uh, the, this this floral bed here has been in this place since the park opened. Yeah, um, 
And it is uh, one of many, I think, like signature photo locations yeah. where people stop people to get their picture up, taken. Getting their photos taken in front of it. Um, it's not, also, I, I mean, I don't. I don't love it. Yeah. You know, I've ne- I don't know that I've ever taken my photo I've in front of it. I've never taken my photo in front of it. But I've also never been like a huge Mickey Mouse fan. Yeah. But I think it was put here to kind of acknowledge that, well, it was probably put here for two reasons. One, it acknowledges that all of this was made possible by the success of mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse. Yeah. It all that, started with a mouse. Right. But it also is here because it's an advertisement to yeah. remind you. Yeah. You're... Hey, dummy, this (laughs) is where Mickey Mouse lives. Guess what? (laughs) (laughs) This is why you're not going to Six Flags today, because this is where Mickey Mouse lives. That's right. And above it, you can see the train going by. Yeah. Green Street Railroad. And I got to say, Disneyland Railroad. I'm looking at just, there's a lot of great kinetic energy. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful entrance. (laughs) Well, and it's like, uh, it, it, again, uh, reinforces that notion that of, of, execution being uh, particular to this location. You know, like it it wasn't necessary to replicate this at the Magic Kingdom, but they did. But here it's sort of, it is necessary. Like this, we can't see into the park from where we're standing. All we can see is this train going by above us. Um, There's a berm. Yeah. A a word I've never associated with anything other than Disney parks. (laughs) Uh, there's a berm around Disneyland yeah. that is largely uh, visually impenetrable mm-hmm. to the outside world. Mm-hmm. You know, like there are exceptions, certainly, but, yeah. you know, at ground level, you know, you really, you see some tantalizing uh, evidence of what's beyond the berm, yeah. but you you really don't know what it is. It And so it, it acts as kind of like a, a barrier, yeah. but also an enticement. And I think that is something that, um, the creators of Disneyland, th- that's one of the things that is so impressive is their ability to reveal things to you as you travel through the park. Yeah. It's very calculated how you experience certain things in the park, how you come upon them, and also how you wayfind throughout the park. Yeah. Um, and uh, speaking of wayfinding, we're standing here, and I'm going to ask you, do we go left or right? Boy. You know, traditionally, everybody everybody goes to the right. That's people, that's the you philosophy. Will see a stream of people heading to the off they to the right. They just go to yeah. the right. Yeah, and that maybe that's because of the way we drive or yeah. the way we walk on sidewalks. Right, right. Or, well, you know, some of us walk on sidewalks. Yeah, those of you who walk on the wrong side of the sidewalk, uh, <laughs> you're not welcome at Disneyland today. Um, yeah, no, I say we go to the left. Okay. Now, um, as we walk under this uh, under this. Um, train track mm. here. There's a great. There's a great sign I here. See a plaque. Yeah, that plaque. Yeah, uh, that plaque says, "Here you leave today and enter the world of yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy." Wow. That's wow. What is that's? I mean, it's, it's a mission statement. It is. Yeah. This this theme park, this amusement yeah. park, has like a a mission statement. Yeah. But I like how unassuming that plaque is. Yeah. It does not draw your attention. There's not lights around it. You know, it's not flashing at you. No. It's there if you happen to see it. Yeah. You know. that You hear the train uh, whistle, you look yeah. up, and you might happen to catch that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But and, instead, uh, in most cases, you you're, just, f- you're focused forward, yeah, right? Yeah, you're walking through a tunnel. There's some cool posters. 
awesome posters, yeah. incredible posters that are lining uh, these walls, giving you a little preview of some exciting attractions. Yeah. And if this sounds a little familiar, <laughs> if uh, the idea of posters oh. advertising coming attractions. Oh, that sounds familiar. Does it sound familiar? Yeah. Yeah. You might have uh, experienced that if you've ever been to a movie, a movie oh, theater. Oh, you ever been to a movie theater? <laughs> <laughs> we sound like such jerks. I know. <laughs> uh, oh, well. Um, yeah, so what? Uh, so, <laughs> so what? That's... Um, I mean, it, it works. It, it functions really well because it does entice you. Yeah. To, you you want to know more They're about great these attractions. Posters. They yeah, they look fantastic. really great. Uh, but it's also sort of inspired by, uh, again, Disney's legacy leading right. up to the creation of Disneyland as a filmmaker, as yeah. a filmmaking company. Right. Um, this is this place was built by uh, filmmakers. Yeah. Really. Exactly. I mean, that that's that's uh, another incredible thing about Disneyland is, you know, when they started building it, Walt would go to his animators and say, hey, I need you to, to build a theme park attraction, or I need you to build a robotic Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> and these guys were not, you know, engineers. They were not yeah. uh, uh, architects. They I mean, were... They might, like, make props or something. Yeah. But, like, and, yeah. And, and they were artists and... And I think, you know, what Walt sort of understood is they were storytellers. And the sort of what really makes the rides and shows and things and just the setting of Disneyland special and what makes it fun is everything's telling a story, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, those posters... What they're telling you is, you know, you are, you've seen the movies. Now you get to go to these places. You know, you, you've always wanted to fly with Dumbo and you're now, you're you're going to get to. Yeah. Yeah. But we come out from under that archway and wow, it's fantastic. And this is, this is one of my most favorite, uh, tricks, I guess. You know how you mentioned that like the, the, the Imagineers, the designers of this, Mm -hmm. uh, park have, made very uh, intentional decisions about how you see it and how yeah. it's revealed to you. And that happens like right away. Right. As you come out of this tunnel, the, the curved entrance or exit of the tunnel rises yeah. up yeah. like a curtain rising oh, wow. over a theater screen. Yeah. And suddenly you have this panoramic yeah. uh, cinemascope view of a early 20th century town right. square. just got electricity this place yeah you right? you you have left behind yeah today yeah and now you are in yesterday yesterday and I, so you we're we we find ourselves on main street in disneyland and this is one of my favorite parts of the park absolutely just just to to be here you know there's mm-hmm. there's no rides uh, unless you count the vehicles. Yeah, the street vehicles, yeah. the omnibus, or the, um, I think they have uh, the carriages, yeah. the horse-drawn uh, carriages. Which only, and I think those things only run in the morning. Oh, they yeah. bring them all. Uh, when they have enough room yeah. to <laughs> operate. Yeah. But there's no thrill rides. There's no 
dark rides and as you know as of today it's all commerce it's all yeah retail for for the most part um and i think it always kind of was what's interesting is originally it was outside you know vendors and stuff it wasn't yeah necessarily companies or anything owned by disney yeah it was a way i think of of further financing the park um because it uh Almost everything in Main Street, I think, on opening day and for at least a little while after yeah. that, every storefront on Main Street was rented space, right. rented by some uh, non-Disney uh, vendor. There was a lingerie shop. There I was believe. a there was a lingerie store. There was a tobacco shop, yep. and that's that. And well, and all of the shops are still there. Yeah, like the spaces are there. Yeah. The facades are still there. The um, the uh, what do you call it? The 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 Indian, if I can use an antiquated term. Yeah, the wooden uh, Indian chief that stands at the street corner. Which was, yeah. which I guess is a staple of tobacco shops, mm-hmm. is still there. Yeah. At, at, on Main Street. Um, yeah. And that you could go when it opened and buy tobacco. Yeah, which is crazy now. Yeah. But at, in the, at the time, it, it actually kind of, in a way, I sort of missed that. I'm, I'm I think it's kind of unfortunate that we don't have that side of it anymore. <laughs> Maybe not the tobacconist, but you know, um, it, this, this whole, the space is about like place setting. Yeah. Right? And when you go inside of those stores, it evaporates. Yeah. You know, at, at least in a lot of cases, I think if you go inside of a, if you go inside like the ice cream shop or, mm-hmm. um, you know, even the, I think there's a Starbucks yeah, it's the mar- no, market house or something. Is there one in Disneyland? Yeah. I know there's one on, on the way uh, through uh, downtown Disney. Yeah, it is. It's on the right side okay. as you're heading up Main Street toward yeah. the uh, hub, the plaza. But it's styled as... Uh, it's not styled. It's a modern Starbucks. Yeah, no. And they um, do... Like, all the furnishings throughout these stores, all the... Um, racks and things are more or less uh themed Ish. sort of yeah. yeah yeah but if you go into the into those stores you kind of lose the effect for the most part um but if you go there if, if you go to disneyland anytime other than early in the morning you almost have to like go through those stores because it is a throng of people <laughs> i mean or if there's a parade happening that's yeah. also can be an issue but Main Street is just great. Like there, there's such, uh, it's so it's so beautifully designed. Um, there's a lot of um, this is where they kind of pay tribute to a lot of the people who built Disneyland. Mm-hmm. A lot of the storefronts and window signs are um, names of Imagineers or people who worked at Disney or you know who are important to the company. Um, so you can see it's those opening credits. Yeah. You have Walt's, movie. uh, apartment above. That's right. Above the Disneyland fire, yeah. uh, station. Yeah. <laughs> Which was where he, uh, would stay, um, for the first 10 years or so that the park was open. Cause he, this, the Disneyland is in Anaheim, which mm-hmm. is, uh, uh, about an hour's drive from like LA proper. Right. right. Um, so when Walt would come here, when he was staying here or working here, instead of driving back and forth, uh, 
every day. Sometimes right. he would stay here overnight. Yeah. Um, and uh, apparently, I mean, I've, I think I've read something about how, you know, he liked staying here because it allowed him to, to come out in the morning yeah. before anybody came here. He enjoyed, you know, driving being, the cars. Yeah, yeah. It was like his own little private yeah. uh, playground. Who can blame him? Yeah. Cannot, cannot blame him. Now, if you notice up there in that window, yeah. you'll see that lamp that's yeah, on. There's a lamp on. There's a lamp in the window. Yeah. No matter what time of day it is, that yeah. lamp is on. Yeah. Oh. And the the story is that Walt, uh, whenever he was coming to stay at the park, uh, someone would turn that lamp on as kind of a, a an indicator oh. to the cast members, the staff that yeah. uh, uh, run Disneyland, uh, that Walt was in the park. And so oh, they'd wow. better make sure they were on their game because the boss was around. And since his passing, uh, it's my understanding that uh, that lamp has never turned off. So Walt is always in always the park. Always there. Yeah. And I'm not ashamed to admit that, like, when I walk by that fire station, and I look at that lamp and I think about it. Yeah. I do get, like, really choked up at that notion. Yeah. And it is totally schmaltzy. And it is oh, probably yeah. at least 68% bullshit. Right, right. But that doesn't matter because <laughs> that is the kind of bullshit yeah. that I am here yes. to experience, yeah, right? Yeah, me too. Exactly. I mean, there's, a, I think, every other quote that is attributed to Walt Disney, he did not say. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's let's move on down. I mean, let's, man, it is starting you wanna to You want to walk right down the middle of yeah, Main Street, USA? Before it gets too crowded, I, we won't really have an opportunity. Um, but you know what I see straight ahead of me is this quaint, <laughs> if I might call it, <laughs> castle. Yeah. Snow White's Castle. Yeah, it's like straight out of a fairy tale. Um, and in front of it looks like a, there's a statue we're coming up to here. Yeah, this uh, the famous partners, partners statue, and we've got Walt holding hands with Mickey Mouse. Um, never happened in real life, but <laughs> depicted here, <laughs> as far as we know, anyway. Yeah, we, yeah. we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> But it's a nice idea. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, here's the next question, the next choice we have to make. Where do we go now? Where do we go now? Um, we in, have basically four choices right. before us. We have to our left, uh, we have the uh, the jungle retreat mm, of Adventureland. That's interesting. Kind of off to the the... Uh, center left yeah. is a um, uh, wooden bridge into Frontierland. Interesting. And we I can go see straight through the straight castle. Through the castle. I see, yeah, it looks like there's a uh, fantasy land sort right of there. Fantastic area Very. there. Yeah. And over here on the right, <laughs> whoa. whoa, what is going on over there? It's like something that's never happened before. I know, never. It's like <laughs> a world of tomorrow. Wow. Or Tomorrowland. Oh. <laughs> Why don't we go? Why don't we go straight through? Okay. I know that like traditional logic would be like we gotta we gotta circle this place. You yeah, know? yeah. We're on a journey. We're gonna circle it. But I think uh, what really you you can't really understand the formulation of Disneyland if you don't start with the uh, Disney animated features that kind of pave the way. Can I before we go through yeah. the castle? Can I point out some weenies to you? I would love for you to point out some weenies. <laughs> well, there's that one. There's that one. There's that one. <laughs> Come over to this hot dog cart. Um, there's such a thing known as a Disney weenie here in the parks, and that's a term 
used to <clears throat> denote something that draws you as a park goer to a given area. Yeah. Um, a beacon. Yeah. And it's allegedly also, d- Walt. The is, story is that Walt is the one who used the word wiener. Right. Well, yeah. And I think the story, I'll probably get this wrong, but I think the story was he would come home and he had a dog and the dog, he would give the dog weenies <laughs> as a treat. And, and the dog would follow him until he gave him one, I think, or something like that. And so he kind of attributed this idea of like, you know, the weenie kind of leads you (laughs) where you want to go. But the idea is that when you're standing there in Disneyland, uh, it's very overwhelming and it can be easy to get lost Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, it's things are purposefully obscured. Mm -hmm. Um, They try to keep sort of um, the theming from creeping into one another. Yeah. And so when you're standing, you know, for instance, on Main Street or when you come out into that kind of crossroads area that, you know, the hub Mm -hmm. of Disneyland, you kind of see the beginnings of each land. Um, But if you're in a given land, you don't really see the other lands. Yeah. By design. Yeah. But what you can usually see are what are known as the Disney weenies. And these are the the big kind of landmarks that can help you wayfind so you can see the Matterhorn yeah uh, you can see Big Thunder Mountain <clears throat> the Disneyland mountain range yeah <laughs> yeah Space Mountain Space Mountain uh, the castle obviously is the biggest weenie mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so this the, again this is a clever way that isn't it's not signage, you know, and it's not, and there is signage, but yeah, it's not uh, sort of in your face. It's a very subtle way to help you get your bearings. Yeah. Wherever you are in the park, but let's walk through this big weenie. Yeah. Let's head into fantasy land. Walking over the drawbridge Whoa. that has only lowered twice. Twice. Yeah. Twice. Opened on opening day, the drawbridge was lowered, and then again in 1983 mm-hmm. after uh, Fantasyland had undergone kind of a, a redesign, right. re- reorganization. Yeah. Uh, so we're crossing that drawbridge and we're coming through the castle, wow. and now we're in this charming little, uh, like, uh, little uh, fairy tale courtyard. Fairy tale courtyard, yeah. Yeah. Old European village. Yep. I could see a big carousel up ahead. Mm hmm. Is that the sword in the stone right there? There appears to be a sword in a stone. I'm going to pull it out. Okay, try it. Give it a shot. <clears throat> oh. No luck. Man. Well, maybe we'll try again yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fantasyland is, I think, the quintessential Disney. If people think about Disney, you know, this is yeah. kind of, this is where all, at least when it was built especially, this is where the properties that they had yeah, we're, we're on display. Um, uh, I think Snow White was an opening day mm-hmm. ride. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, the uh, was Dumbo. Dumbo was there. Uh, the teacups. The um, uh, Pinocchio was Pinocchio. There? I think Pinocchio was there. Um, and was the Casey Jones train? Yes. Yeah. There. And storybook land. Yeah. I think, well, I don't know if storybook land was their opening day, but it was added shortly thereafter. Yeah. yeah. But, but the, yeah, the promise of fantasy land is getting to meet all of these characters, you know, from beloved Disney, uh, animated movies. Yeah. Um, and in, in many cases actually experience their journey. So when we go on right. snow white, you know, we're 
We're hanging out with dwarves. We're encountering evil witches. Let's talk evil about queens. Snow White for a second. Yeah. So Snow White, scary adventure. Yeah. Not originally called that, I don't believe. I no. think that was tacked on later because it was so scary. Wisely. Um, that, <laughs> so this ride was designed by Claude Coates, um, one of the... Uh, I. He was a, a background painter for mm-hmm. the Disney uh, movies, and um, he he and Mark Davis, who's another uh, Disney Imagineer, and Mark Davis was sort of more focused on characters. They worked together a lot on on various rides, and one of the rides that they worked together on was the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. And allegedly, there's a lot of fighting between the two of like. It should be really scary. No, it should be really funny. Yeah, different and, visions. And sort of, you know, Walt was the guy who said, well, here's what we'll do. You know, he sort of made the decision of, of which way it would lean. And it kind of leans. It starts off a little scary, but it gets fun. and Mostly yeah. jovial. And from what I've read and heard, Claude Coates was not happy about this. <laughs> and so when he was tasked with making the Snow White ride, he's like, well, I'm going to make it scary. And it was really scary it to this day is pretty scary yeah, oh, they, yeah. they've softened it up somewhat but yeah the, well and i don't even know if this one's the scariest it's ever been because i know i remember worlds is Walt Disney World. yeah well or it, 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 or it was it was it's gone now and i think that's the one that really bore his wrath when he yeah because then he because walt was dead yeah yeah and he was now like I'm going to go <laughs> free for all. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to terrify everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and that still, like, that original Snow White scary yeah. adventures haunts me to this yeah. day. But the great thing about it is, um, at least in the original ride, you never saw Snow White. Yeah, because you're supposed to be Snow White. You are White. supposed to be Snow White, exactly. Um, and... What this ride consisted of originally was essentially the witch popping out and screaming at you <laughs> six or seven times before she finally was killed at the end of the ride. Um, and uh, yeah, see, the the interesting thing about this ride and dark rides in general, well, I guess any ride is whoever makes the ride has a philosophy going into it of what or they should of what your experience is you the you know you writing it who are you in the story you know are you an observer are you an active participant are you the main character you know yeah and and the thought behind this ride was you're snow white and you're experiencing the all the trials of yeah yeah and you know this really confused people and they were like well where's snow white and (laughs) And apparently, I think it was in the seventies, maybe they like put temper for not for long, but for a while there was just a statue of Snow White early on in the ride, just to be like, there she is. There you go. You <laughs> you wanted to see Snow White, and there it is. Um, but uh, but um, again, I'll mention Tony Baxter. His his theory on rides is you you are active. You are taking the place. You sh- the reason you want to go on this ride is to experience what you saw in the movie. Yeah, so, you're the protagonist. So if you're going on Snow White's Scary Adventure, you're experiencing what Snow White experienced. If you're going on uh, Peter Pan, uh, what's it called? Peter Pan's Flight? Peter Pan's Flight, yeah. Uh, you want to fly with Peter Pan. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> um, and so 
Uh, he's described other rides, less successful ones, as book report rides. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard this? No. Um, and he's, you know, what's often mentioned as one of these types of rides is, is one of the more recent ones, Ariel's. Oh, uh, the Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid yeah. ride, which is a dark ride, where you just kind of. Yep, there that happened in the movie. Yep, that happened in the movie. No, I'm watching it happen okay. here. Yep. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, and you don't, you know, you don't really experience it. Yeah, as much as you're just like, yep, that's all familiar to me. It's okay. like going by like uh, department store windows right. or something. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so we got Snow White's Adventure. I mentioned Peter Pan's Flight. Mm-hmm. Classic. Very beloved. An incredible ride. Mm-hmm. Um, I. It, it's it's so dark rides in general i think are fantastic mm-hmm. but i can see where people might not if you're more of a thrill ride person a dark ride's not going to probably do much for you but i can't imagine anyone not enjoying peter pan's flight yeah the novelty of flying in a pirate ship over london really has to charm just about yes, everybody that effect is so cool yeah um, and it's the same effect that was done, you know, like this ride. I mean, it's been changed a little bit, yeah. enhanced over time, but it, it's essentially the the perspective that is used and the the lighting yeah. and everything, the the effect that they uh, use to achieve the idea that you're flying um, <coughs> yeah. is still, it's, you know, 60 years old or whatever and still super effective. Yeah. Interesting fact. Uh, so I should, but real quick, I'm going to sit, I'm going to plug some other podcasts. Yeah. Because a lot of my facts are just stuff I've heard on other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to plug uh, Podcast the Ride, mm-hmm. um, Hidden Mickeys, uh, the Season Pass podcast. Hmm. I don't know that one. Um, that one, they did a series of interviews with, interviews with Tony Baxter oh, okay. uh, that are really good. I um, think that's it. So go for to go to these podcasts Check for those way out. more information and for probably the correct facts. But <laughs> um, what was the oh? So I in hearing an interview with Tony Baxter, he was talking about when they did the the Fantasyland. You know, uh, they redid Fantasyland. They yeah. closed it down. They the new Fantasyland closed the drawbridge, and um, he said that. When the plan was, so at the time there was uh, this area that had Skull Rock and it had a pirate ship in there. And this, you know, was a Peter Pan, uh, Mm -hmm. right? That's Peter Pan. Yeah. Uh, That was uh, Captain Hook's hideout. Yeah. I think, yeah. And the plan was to pull the, the ship out of Skull Rock and kind of refurbish it and stuff and put it back in. But when they pulled it out, it fell apart because <laughs> it was wood and it had been sitting in water for 30 years or yeah. something, you know. And so it, it immediately was sort of unsalvageable. But um, what was salvageable was like, like they saved a few of the lamps on the ship and the steering mm-hmm. wheel. And they that was used on the ship at the end of Peter Pan. Oh, um, nice. Because apparently when they... The, when they planned out this, you know, redesign of Fantasyland, Tony Baxter was like, okay, we're going to make every ride 25% longer. Huh. Um, you know, we have to really justify this change. Otherwise, people are going to come and be like, this is crap. It should be what it was, why you know. Did I, why'd you change it? And so I guess that ship was added um, as part of the 25% longer mm. at the end of the ride. So 
that ship that we used to be in Skull Rock in the in the bay there. It's now, now some of lives it was on retained. Yeah, in the Peter Pan ride. That's excellent. Yeah. Well, as we're making our way around here, there's a whole bunch of rides that you can only find here yeah, at right. Disneyland that yeah. have not been replicated in Disney <coughs> World. Right. Um, there's Pinocchio. Yeah. Pinocchio's Daring Journey, I Daring think is Journey, the name right. of it. Yeah. yeah. Which is uh, really fun. You get to go to Pleasure Island yeah, and get yeah. freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get to get swallowed by a whole yeah. get oh freaked God, out. <laughs> Yeah. Freaks, yeah, you, yeah. You, you die, I think. <laughs> yeah. Many of these rides, you either come oh, very close to death or yeah. you do die. And you we'll do get die to that in a second. M- yeah. Go to hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, right across here at Mr. Toad's oh, Wild yeah. Ride. Yeah. You do, Which is, in fact, die. You die. Yeah. And judge. Yeah, you're judged and. You uh, you you go through this uh, careening car ride. Yeah. Um, you're a wild ride. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have a story. Uh, I've gone to Disneyland by myself a couple times now. For uh, work has brought me out to that area, and I, I always, when I can, take the opportunity to go. And I went there, and I was like, I'm going to ride all these rides of Fantasyland that I've never ridden, or at least not since I was a kid. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to go ride Mr. Toad. And I'm in line and getting closer to the front of the line, and I'm watching the loading area, and these cars are very small. Yeah. The Mr. Toad cars. And I see that you load in right next to the cast member who is like, you know, sending them off into the ride. Hitting the green button. And you, yeah. you, I mean, you are like. <laughs> you could punch them if you wanted to. <laughs> you could very you could easily embrace them. them very, yeah, yeah. By accident. Yeah. I mean, you're so close to them. And so I'm getting more and more self conscious. And, and, and I finally, it's my turn. And I. And they're like, how many? I use one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's me, a, a, a man in his 30s. <laughs> and I sit down in this car and I sort of turn to my right. <laughs> it's this, you know, 18-year-old sends me off into my wild ride. It just felt absolutely ridiculous. And on top of that, the way that the ride track works is you kind of go forward and then you, I think you make a right into like Mr. Toad's study or something. Yeah. And you come around, you just pull a circle and then you're facing that cast member and again. then you see them again. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, get me on, get me <laughs> hidden as fast as possible, please. Uh, oh, that is good. Yeah. Um, That's a fantastic ride. Yeah. I mean, the whole death thing, notwithstanding, mm-hmm. um, but that is a, a really great part of it. Yeah. And I think if I, I I don't have any actual facts on this, but it like the timeline makes sense that this is the first ride to use the device of having like a a light at the end of a hallway oh, as a simulating a vehicle that's yeah, yeah about to collide with you. Yeah, uh, so it's a great ride. Um, and then right around the corner from that, we've got the. Um, Alice in Wonderland uh, yeah. area. So there's the the spinning teacups, right. which are, of course are a signature a attraction. Ride. I've never ridden ever, never once, I've never, not here nor in Magic Kingdom. This this body has never sat in a spinning teacup. I have as a kid, but this body, this adult body, I yeah. Have I ever said to you that a man never walks through the same stream <laughs> twice <laughs> for when? <laughs> He approaches this stream. It is not the same stream, and he's not the same man. <laughs> and so I could say, too, that I've never ridden the teacups. 
because you are not the you who wrote yeah, these teacups. Yeah. yeah. You know, those teacups, um, it, it's a staple ride, so it has a line. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it never necessarily feels worth it. I think, I imagine, so Lily, if she doesn't suffer from motion sickness in the way that Ashley does, mm-hmm. I imagine these rides will, or something I'll, I'll be experiencing. Like Dumbo, I never ride Dumbo either. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Dumbo. Yeah, Dumbo. Those, the, I never ride it, but it's a beautiful ride. Yeah. Like, you know, the vehicles, which are Dumbo, <laughs> are just great looking. Yeah, they are. Know? They look spectacular. And, yeah. and this is really, this type of ride exists all over Disneyland, mm-hmm. all over many Disney parks, all over amusement parks. Yeah. It's just a, it's yeah. a, a spinning Right. You go in a circle. Cars on an arm. You go up and down. You go in a circle. Yeah. Yeah. But the the whimsy and the the really just the fun that comes across uh, in this version of it, you know, it is it is the quintessential ride style. I mean, there's a reason why everybody calls the other versions Dumbo rides, you know. Well and and if I can you know, uh, incorrectly quote Tony Baxter again. He's talked about his approach to designing rides, and he asks three questions. Let's see if I can get this right. You know, one is, is it a thrilling ride? Because that's the that's the easiest way to excite someone sure. on a ride. Um, okay, if it's not a thrilling ride, is it something you can't do anywhere else? Um, you know, for instance, uh, uh, cl- you know, climb the Matterhorn. Right. Right. Uh, and then the third question is, okay, if it's not that, is it, uh, an experience or is it, is it, uh, does it hit you, you know, emotionally Mm. and that's Dumbo, you know, like Mm -hmm. you said, Dumbo is not a ride that is innovative. It's not a ride that, you know, isn't replicated a million times, but what's key about it, what, what sets it apart is it's Dumbo. Yeah. You know, if you have any emotional connection to Dumbo, you want to ride that ride. Yeah. You know, because it looks just like Dumbo. Yeah. It is almost yeah. the, like the most literal rendition of that exactly. character that you could expect. Yeah. 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 It's really good. Um, the Casey Jones train, mm-hmm. which I don't think I'm getting the name of that ride it's, right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Casey Jr. Casey Jr. Casey Jones Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Big happy train. (laughs) I don't think I rode this one while I was there. I think I sort of drew the line at Casey Jones because it felt very silly to not be on that with a child. Yeah, I could see that. I've never been on it. It's the Casey Jr. Circus train. That's right. Yeah. Um, but I do know that there's a portion of it where he goes, I think I can, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's in like the steam noise, like the, the choo-choo noise yeah. of the train. Um, but it, it's a real charming ride. Yeah. A little miniature train. Yeah. Um, and of course, Walt was a huge fan of trains. This is like a, mm-hmm. basically a version of his backyard train. Yeah. Themed to Casey Jr. But it travels through uh, the layout of the storybook land storybook canal which are 
incredible. A, I think an oft-overlooked ride. Yeah. And it's so great. It's it's a little slow loading, so the it's line very tends to slow always loading. be long. Yeah. But that's part of its charm too. Absolutely. You know, this is there's no real automation here. I mean, I think there yeah. might be a track or something yeah. under the boat, but like you have a driver on every boat. Yeah. And and, and this is uh to me an example of like rides that will just chill you out. Yeah. You know, much like the people mover in Orlando. Get on this if you're like feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling like rushed, and if you don't mind waiting in a long line, (laughs) get on this ride and you will relax. Like the because you're just sort of taken through um, various little dioramas and and models, model cities of the various movies from Disney. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. My the only complaint I have is you don't get close enough to them. Yeah, that's true. You are seeing them from a little bit of a distance. But. And they do keep it up to date because uh, Arendelle from Frozen yeah. is featured now. And I think, is that one the one that is like in front of the Matterhorn? Oh, it might be. I think it is, yeah. As you come around, yeah. you they really okay. use the um, yeah. the background well, so it looks like the that landscape continues yeah. beyond you. Yeah, I absolutely love those boats. Yeah. When I went to Disneyland for the first time as a teenager, I loved it for completely different reasons, which is that <laughs> all of the female boat drivers are <laughs> wearing these amazing, uh, like, old, like, traditional German yeah. uh, outfits, and they've got, like, their hair in, like, these oh, yeah. pigtails yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Is it a similar uh, uh, outfit as the Matterhorn? Yes, potentially. Yeah, it is yeah. very close. Yeah. Um, should we go over to the Matterhorn? I've been waiting to get on the Matterhorn. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. I just love these little rides. <laughs> uh, whoa, what is this giant concrete pylon? <laughs> oh, look. What's that going overhead? A monorail. It's going like overhead. a train. Whoa, this is crazy. On the, a single rail. The door hanging off of it? <laughs> no, that's only in Florida. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they actually take care of these monorails. <laughs> That's one thing that I was struck by in my first visit as an adult to Disneyland was how low to the ground the monorail is. I yeah. mean, it's right there. Yeah, you could touch the track at many points. Yeah, and the one of the things of that, you know, Walt's philosophy in building Disneyland, we, we mentioned it at the beginning, was to have a lot of kinetic energy, which is to say a lot of movement going on in the park. So, um, for instance, we're not there right now, but... If we were in New Orleans Square, we could, you know, looking out across uh, the river area, we could see uh, a steamboat. We could potentially see a, uh, what do you call those? Those big sailing um, ships. The uh, Columbia sailing ship. Columbia, but it's a type of ship. Sailing Uh, ship. Sailing ship. Canoes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You could see the monorail. The raft. The raft. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like all this, the train. Yeah. Yeah. All this movement around. It's like just lots of activity, not to mention obviously the people, but. It creates an active environment. It makes it feel more real. <laughs> and feel more alive. Yeah. Right. Um, but, you know, right now we're looking at this very low to the ground monorail and it's blowing my mind. Yeah. It's right. I mean, they have packed stuff in here. Yes, like, they have. They, they, the, oh, the, and, and actually before, uh, you know, when, when, I don't know if it was when it opened, but there used to be 
Sky. Uh, oh, the Skyway. The Skyway, yeah. which was another vehicle that's traveling, moving over through it. your eyesight. Yeah. Your eyeline. There's a famous photo. Uh, I'll see if I can find it and we can put it in the show notes. Taken probably, I'm going to say it was like early to mid 60s. And it's from uh, Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. Right over here on the other side of oh. uh, the Matterhorn. I can't really see it. Yeah. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> but you can, in this one shot, you have a submarine going oh, by. Oh, the submarines. <laughs> and you have... How about those? Yeah, the submarine, the Matterhorn bobsleds oh, in the background. Yes. The monorail going around the mountain. Fantastic. And then the people mover kind of traveling through there. Oh, All the these different modes also, of traffic also going gone, through there. The people mover. Yeah. Um, yeah. We might do a little lamenting of yeah. uh, fallen attractions here, um but. let's get in line for the matterhorn yeah it's gonna um, take us three hours yeah do you like this ride i love this ride uh this was the my number one priority the last time i was at disneyland um and i think it's because as much as i love it i don't always get to go on it because it does have such a long line it's it's very uh well liked yeah but operationally it's kind of a challenge it kind of i feel like it closes a lot too it does yeah and it's not even though there are two tracks and if mm-hmm. they have both of them running you have you know multiple trains going through at one time it yeah. can take a little while to load um and when you're waiting in line you're basically just standing in the blazing sun <laughs> yeah. for most of the yeah the time but it's such a great ride it's the first uh roller coaster mm. to be built at disneyland oh right 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 and it was it came here because walt went to switzerland <laughs> Yes, and this, and this is another theme that we'll see as we get around this park. Right. Like Walt goes away, yeah, he, he goes, goes on somewhere. vacation, he comes back, he <laughs> says, "Hey guys, <laughs> build, build me a, a matter." <laughs> <laughs> What's that? You only <laughs> animate characters? I don't care. Build well, a mountain. For you'll me. figure it out. Yeah, you'll yeah. get it. Take the weekend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need it over the weekend. <laughs> um. The Matterhorn, here's what I'll say. I like the Matterhorn in principle. I mean, I like that it's there, and I like that you can ride it if you want. But it is the most painful thing <laughs> to ride. I mean, they, and allegedly, they 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 know this, and they, they according to them, fixed it. And yeah. it's, I think it's worse. <laughs> um, but it is, it hurts to ride that ride. It's, yeah, rickety. It really yeah. throws you around in that little... Uh, Matterhorn car. Yeah, you really aren't going that fast. I think if it, if you clock it, I think it's not even any more than like twenty five or thirty miles yeah. an hour. But it it careens so oh recklessly gosh, yeah. through this mountain. Apparently, there's some uh, archival footage of Walt riding. Who's he riding with? It's some like Sultan or. Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> we'll see if we can put that in the show notes too. It's amazing that that exists. Um, but uh, I'm always I'm always hesitant because I'm worried I'm gonna see a yeti or something. Or well, you will definitely or not a yeti, uh, a uh, abominable snowman, abominable, abominable snowman. <laughs> yeah, I'm always worried about that. And I kind of you know, what I want to do is play some basketball. <laughs> well, you can do that here too. What? Yes. You have to be a cast member, though. Oh, the, the, what do they got? Like a half court up there? They've got a, exactly wow. a half court. <laughs> Inside the yeah. Matterhorn, up at the top, and this was because, uh, if I remember correctly, for for much of the Matterhorn's life, uh, Disneyland has had mountain climbers yeah. uh, oh, that's performing. Right. They would scale it, scaling yeah. it, yeah. So they go up to the top, and then yeah. they kind of rappel back down, and then they climb back up again, just yeah. for the entertainment, the just to kinetic, you know, yeah, movement. movement. Uh, but when they're on break, 
they can't really leave the Matterhorn, yeah. so they just go inside. And at some point, they said, you know, it'd be great to have some kind of recreational activity yeah. in here. And so there is a half-court yeah. uh, basketball I just climbed a mountain, and I really want to play some basketball. <laughs> Shoot some hoops. <laughs> um, the uh, and and the Skyway used to go through the mountain, right through it. Yeah, and they've since filled it in, which is oh, crazy that's too. Sad. Yeah, but there's still a lot of little surprises that. Um, yeah. It seems like this this ride gets tweaked every ten years yeah. or so, which I like. I like that they yeah. continue to. I'm on the whole. Here's what I'll say in general about. Disney and and I know that there are people out there who are like don't ever change anything you mm-hmm. know and I and I think especially with Disneyland you know it's, it is the first park and and I think they do actually kind of treat it with a little more reverence in some cases mm-hmm. um, but I am an advocate for changing things up and and taking out rides and putting in new ones and, and absolutely you know I I think that <laughs> while it's sad to lose rides that you're in love with. It's better for the park overall and the life of the park to continually evolve and, and get new things and explore new, new ideas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, speaking of exploring where, where to next? I, I'm, I'm a little, I think I'm, I think I might be done with fantasy land and we did, we didn't go to, it's a small world. We which, didn't. And, which, and I like that ride. Great ride. Yeah. I am not one of these who, it will will be like oh that song I like it. You know what? If anybody uh, hates on that song, I think they're lying. Yeah, me too. They're basically lying. Uh, yeah, you cannot, you can't, not <laughs> like that ride. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's adorable. Well, since we are right here on the edge of Tomorrowland, oh, do you want to step we into the just future? Slide right here into the Whoa. future. Are those? Submarines? They are. Whoa. Dormant for a few years yeah. uh, back at the early part of the century, but yeah. reborn, uh, the original Disneyland submarine yeah. voyage is now uh, Voyage Nemo of Little friends. little Nemo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nemo and Friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is, uh, uh, I mean, it's incredible that this ride exists. Yeah. I, it's incredible that it existed Ever. Ever. Even, yeah, back in 1959, I think, when it was... Uh, this was part of the first expansion of Disneyland. This, the monorail, the Matterhorn, uh, and maybe something else. Mm. But, like, these are the big attractions. It's And you, you come upon it, and it's this big, you know, body of water, and you can see peeking out of it are these submarines. And the, the thought that you could get in one of these things and yeah. ride it around... It, yeah, this looks like scenery. Yeah, you like come up yeah. here and you're like, oh, this is this is fun. They've well, got neat submarines yeah. rolling through this thing, and then you find out, no, actually, you can get inside one yeah. of those. Yeah, and it is the greatest. Yeah, you know, like I grew up uh, like you. I was a Disney World kid, uh-huh. you know, so I loved Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, mm-hmm. which was kind of the uh, not ancestor. What's the uh, descendant? The descendant. Yeah. of this ride, and. Uh, that ride closed in the early nineties. And, uh, whenever I was at Disneyland growing up, I was never able to go on this ride. So I went probably 20, 25 years between Disney (laughs) submarine experiences. 
And, you know, I kind of, when I went on this, I was like, uh, I mean, maybe this will be all right. Yeah. You know, the Nemo thing, yeah. I don't care for it, yeah. but whatever. I was in rapture. Sure. Like, you get your own porthole. Yeah, you get your own porthole. You're looking at, your vision is completely controlled. Oh unless you look like, you're really <laughs> yeah. hard to look up yeah. and see that you're not all that deep. But, but yeah, the effects are so good yeah. um, for what they are. Right. You know? Not a ride for claustrophobic. Definitely people. Not. Yeah, you are trapped inside the submarine. Absolutely trapped. Yeah, I don't know what they do if they need to get you out of here. Uh, you die. <laughs> That's what they do. They kill Under you. The sea. <laughs> they they give you a, a strychnine and call it a day. <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> we are going to die. <laughs> um, Autotopia is right around here as Autopia, well. Is, yeah. Or Autopia, rather. Yeah, um, which is. Uh, I, I understand why it was here when the park opened, mm-hmm. but I'm always shocked to see that it is still as I, popular as it is. Uh, and it, and it is still allowed to occupy so much space. Cause it's kind of a sprawling attraction. Yeah. I think, I, I think I can, um, I can give you some insights of why it's still there. I think, uh, again, Tony Baxter, uh, has said, you know, this is a formative ride for a lot of kids. Mm. This is, you know, the ride where you get to drive a car for you the know? first time. You, yeah. It's something you you see your parents do all the time, and you want to do, and now you can do it. You know, you yeah. Can, and apparently, when this ride opened, there were no like guardrails. Like, yeah, you just drove. it was just a road. Yeah, and, you, and they <laughs> it's put eight-year-olds right. <laughs> behind the wheel of a car. Like, it, people are <laughs> reckless enough with those things. Yeah. Uh, but that the fact that, that originally there was no way to stop them from just they going just go r- off-roading, they would ram each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's beautiful. Like, yeah. it's a beautiful it's setting a really to little, drive through. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, if we keep on walking here, uh, I can't help but notice this, these spires shooting up into the air, these white, it's a, it's part of the Disney mountain range, as you mentioned, space mountain. It is, uh, probably the first ride that had, uh, like a, that, that its reputation preceded it. Mm. I think maybe for both of us, um, it was a ride that was <laughs> it was so notorious yeah uh when we were kids this ride is this is the ride that stopped me from going on roller coasters until i was about 13 or 14 like i we so we had our family vacation in california we went to disneyland and the day's going great for the most part and then uh well actually it's probably the one of the first things we did because i'm sure we turned right you know oh yeah from the hub and went like to you do tomorrowland and we're in line for space mountain i'm excited but then i like see a sign somewhere that describes you know this is a lot of twists and turns it's mm-hmm. in the dark and all this stuff and i start to get freaked out and i'm telling my parents i'm like i do not want to ride this don't make me ride this. And they're like, it's fine. You're going to be fine. And we go on the ride and I'm terrified. I cry. Like it was <laughs> traumatic. And, and, and I would not go on any other roller coasters while we were there. And, and from that point on until I was about 13, I think did not ride 
I would go to, you know, like Six Flags here in St. Louis yeah. and would ride nothing or would ride only things that weren't roller coasters. Yeah. Um, so this is, but this you've ride... since conquered oh, that fear. You've returned yeah. to space mountain. Yes. Oh uh, yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the original space mountain. Yeah. Um, the, the single or two, two by two, two by two. Yeah. The, 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 the vehicle you can this people sit two abreast mm-hmm. as it were. And then, Orlando, it's a one-seater. Yeah, Orlando Space Mountain is, if I if, if I remember this correctly, the track layout of Orlando's Space Mountain is the same track as the Matterhorn. It's, it's two Amazing. sides, and yeah. And it's a similar uh, ride vehicle. Right. Yeah. But this one, this, um, you know, I, I grew up on the Florida Space Mountain, but mm-hmm. I think that this is probably uh, my, my favorite yeah. Space Mountain. Um, and they'll, the lately they've been like adding, uh, they'll, they'll sort of theme it to different things. There's been hyperspace mountain yeah, where they put a star Wars kind of overlay on it. Um, and then ghost galaxy. Ghost Gal- <laughs> I have no idea what that is, I but know. It, it sounds but, intriguing. Yeah. That's a scary space. I guess it's scarier yeah. space mountain. This whole this whole complex here is one of my favorite parts of Disneyland, yeah. um, and it's one of the things that I think excels here that you just don't see in Florida. The the um, completeness of this environment, like the whole this is supposed to be a spaceport, yeah. And there's some great like concept art from John Hench, who's mm-hmm. one of the artists who worked on a lot of early Disney stuff, and it looks just it's glorious. And I think they've done a really great job of like hardwiring that vision yeah. here, you know, so it's not quite as, as fluid as the concept mm-hmm. art, but like you can see just like these planters that have yeah. pylons, you know, <laughs> yeah. stuck in them. Yeah. And like, for me, like that is the future, right? The future is always going to be a bunch of white concrete. Yeah, that's right. Shoved into planters. Yes. And it's because this space here yeah. is so well realized. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now an overhead, we have another track here huh this is from the people mover i don't see anything up there nothing's running on it uh-huh. nothing has run on it since i think like 99 oh. maybe um they closed the people Mover. they closed all of tomorrowland right. in the early 90s to sort of re well, retro futuristic yeah. look they stopped trying to uh shoot forward and anticipate you know where we might be going in the future and decided to go with a more retro vision which i think uh, didn't really work. Yeah, but the the downside of that, the, for me, the biggest downside is that it was the end of the People Mover. Yeah, and uh, you know, I remember being a kid and like watching old videos of the People Mover Man. and just thinking it looked so fetching. Yeah, and it just it kills me that I've I've not been able to go on it. Now, of yeah. course, the People Mover at, in Florida is great. It's one of my favorite attractions, but yeah. I still would love to ride the original. Yeah. And I think. Um, I think it's not likely that it'll come back. Yeah, um, I would say probably not. From what I understand, if they were to bring it back, I mean, it, it would require a lot of work. Yeah. Because that track is certainly, well, at its prime, was probably not up to current code. Yeah. And it's been sitting there wasting away, yeah. <laughs> essentially. This thing opened in 67. Right. So it is more than 50 years yeah. old. Yeah. Um, 
I kind of want to. I kind of want to skip past. I know we haven't been in Tomorrowland very long, yeah. but I kind of want to skip past Star Tours. I'm fine with that, which we've talked about uh, in a previous episode. Yeah, and uh, I also want to skip past the Buzz Lightyear <laughs> Astro Blaster, <laughs> okay, because fine. it's dumb and I don't like it. But <laughs> that's fine with me. So we're gonna we're gonna skirt around here. We see another Dumbo style attraction right oh, at the front of wow. Tomorrowland. Hmm. Um, this is cool too. This is the uh, Astro Orbiter. Astro I think. Orbiter. Yeah, and it's really fun. Um, Fly it's, on a spaceship. Its placement is a little bit weird right out here yeah. uh, in the middle, but yeah, whatever. It's cool. <laughs> All right, let's shoot across the plaza. Okay, and head for Adventureland. Oh, I'm. I'd love to. What an incredible entryway yeah look at this sign yeah oh you know some trivia about this sign don't you i do now the when they originally the sign had elephant tusks on it um to hearken to that kind of aesthetic of uh poachers i guess (laughs) (laughs) um but that became you know taboo to have that kind of thing so they were replaced with, they're still shaped like an elephant tusk, but they're mm. carved. It, and they're not tusks. They're, I think they're wood. Mm. Um, not that they were real elephant tusks, right. but they looked like them. And now they just like carved, look like carved wood that have sort of tribal-esque carvings in them. Yeah, kind of remove any question that yeah. Disney killed an elephant. That's right. <laughs> Disney killed Dumbo's father. <laughs> But it's a really like kind of fact. It, <laughs> those tusks are Dumbo's father's tusk. Here, here we're going yeah. to have Dumbo's father Bumbo's tusks. <laughs> and that's right. His name was Bumbo. He's a weenie. I'm, uh... <laughs> He's a weenie. <laughs> it's a it's a pretty foreboding yeah. uh, uh, archway. It is. Um, At night. Oh yeah. It's got. The With flames, the, the torches yeah. going, yeah, yeah. fantastic, man. You know, night and day, two totally different experiences yes, at Disneyland. Absolutely. And I don't know; it's hard to say which one is better because they yeah. all they each have their own charm. But yeah, especially here, this is a great place to experience yeah. night. I think you can really like dream at night in yeah. Disneyland. Like in the day, it's very exciting and, and overwhelming. But like things get kind of closer to you mm-hmm. at night, and you can't see as much. So. You can really lose yourself yeah. in the mystery and in the, the, the fantasy of it, in my opinion. It becomes a more intimate experience. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of intimate experiences, oh. I want to cast your attention over here to the left to this thatched uh, oh, building. Yeah. Uh, it says here, uh-huh. this is the Enchanted Tiki Room. Oh, interesting. Now, you and I have talked about Disney and Tiki uh, we have. quite a yeah, bit. That's yeah, that's right. And this is really where it starts. Yeah. Uh, the Enchanted Tiki Room originally was supposed to be a restaurant. And, oh, right. Um, at the last minute, uh, they decided, nah, we'll, we'll just make it a show. Yeah. Um, which is probably better because I don't know that I would have gone to it as much if it had been a restaurant yeah. growing up. But this is the first audio animatronics show uh, in Disneyland. And I think you really just, this is one of the great things. I mean, in my opinion of not knowing what you're getting into. Yeah. Everything about this experience is weird. Like there's no line. Yeah. You just sort of wait. Kind of wait there. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, yeah, and then you're led into this. Like, you, if you if you've never heard of it, if you've never seen it, you I don't know how you would know what you're about to experience. Yeah. And the doors open up, and you go inside, and there's just a bunch of seating. Yeah. And it's all facing into the center, right? And so you find your seat, and then the the cast member does some spiel, <laughs> and then the show starts, and these birds start lowering down and talking and talking. To you. And um, I think what's great about this show is you don't realize when you walk in how much of this building is uh, an auto uh, an audio animatronic. Oh yeah. Like there are p- things on the wall that will eventually talk and sing. Yeah. It starts it slowly like just broadens the yeah, show yeah. like sort of envelops you. Yeah, it's yeah. really incredible. Yeah. The design of this is amazing to think that, you know, this is Within the first 10 years of Disneyland's existence, they've already gone from, you know, a static Dumbo spinning (laughs) around a pool to this, where a building comes alive. Yeah. Yeah, Just incredible. And it still holds up. It's still such a great uh, time. Yeah. And we come out of here. It looks like they're building a new uh, restaurant oh, over here. Finally, finally. The, the tiki dining experience is going to come to Disneyland. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, just 55 <laughs> years late. <laughs> um, and this this area is just so rich with detail. Yeah, very close quarters. Yes, yeah. Uh, it feels like a remote uh, village. Yeah, yeah. And what's this on the left here? One of the original opening day oh, attractions. Yeah. And look, the line's really short. I oh, can, look, you walk We in, can just like walk right on. You get right on the boat. Well, let's get on these boats. Wait a minute. Uh, Drew? What's going on here? We're going around a wall. <laughs> this this line keeps, Gosh, keeps going. Like, wait, are we going upstairs? Now we're going around. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh my no. gosh. This isn't a short line. We're on the second floor. We've been fooled. <laughs> Um, By the world famous Jungle, Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. I so this is the ride that will uh, separate the men from the boys, as it were, mm. um, because this ride is all about kitsch and corniness, and it is just if you don't like bad jokes. <laughs> Don't go on this ride. Yeah. But I'm sure to be a, a, a skipper, a Jungle Cruise skipper, is a real, you know, like dream of many people. Oh, yeah. Has to be one of the best yeah. opportunities. I'm sure it's grueling, too. I'm sure, like, aspects of it suck. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it it seems like you have the... It, it's one of the few uh, times where you really do like sort of make or break the ride. Yeah. Oh as yeah. The, as yeah. the skipper. Yeah. You, um, but so you load, everyone loads onto this pretty large boat and then you're taken through various parts of the world, uh, various rivers, um, and jungles. And you see lots of wildlife. Um, you see some natives. Um, and the, one of my favorite parts is where, for whatever reason, the skippers stops talking completely, and you go through this. I think this is Disneyland, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And you go through this temple area. Oh, no, wait. That's, is that world? That's Florida. Yeah. Ah, never, never mind. Never mind. We'll cut that out. You cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> 
you do uh, you pass that uh, that temple uh, edifice? Ooh, what's yeah. that? Oh, I don't know. I'm sure we'll find out soon, yeah. though. Yeah, it looks really uh, intimidating. Wow, it's scary. Yeah, um, past the world uh, famous uh, Schweitzer Falls, <laughs> named after. Is this the backside of water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's named after the famous uh, explorer. Charles Falls, or <laughs> oh, right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's then you right. see the backside of yeah. water, the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah. yeah. That's a what? Where? Where does that joke come from? That eighth wonder of the world? Did that just? Is that just I don't Disney know. lore? You know, not lore, but just like if you're a fan of the Jungle Cruise, you just know that joke is coming. You just know it. Yeah, it is one of the the quintessential jokes. The the other being uh turning the jeep over yeah um, i mean we don't want to spoil the jokes for you here right but it's this is this is like one of the beating hearts of disneyland yeah is the absolutely. jungle cruise and it's amazing that it's still they they really haven't done too haven't much done to much. it they haven't had they to did it. uh encroach on the the track somewhat with uh the indiana jones ride that's right a worthy i think a worthy uh encroachment absolutely but um uh well at one point i think they were going to be kind of intertwined too yeah the the original plan for indiana jones was i think the jungle cruise boats would somehow go through yeah the ride the 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 indiana jones ride yeah um Soon to be a major motion picture, so I'm sure we'll get a nice redux of this ride where yeah. the Rocks character is <laughs> somehow involved. and Or we'll see, they'll put some animatronic The Rocks yes. uh, throughout the ride, <laughs> a la another classic Disney ride that has been plussed up, if you will. Um, I look forward to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but let's let's go. Let's check out that temple. Let's see what's so great about this uh, Doctor Jones. This is a short line too. Look, you just walk right up into that temple. Here we go. Here. Oh, wait a minute. This oh, is all long, right. But we'll just keep going. I love this keep line. Going. This is this really is cool. fun. Yeah, there's lots of bat guana uh, <laughs> here. Guano. Guado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't touch that. <laughs> <laughs> Some spikes in the ceiling. Yeah, oh, yeah. Gosh. This thing looks like it's like begging me to like mess with it this, this rope this, this big or this big this big bamboo stick yeah yeah mess with that <laughs> okay i'm gonna mess with it well, ceiling's about to come that's down that's crazy oh oh. yeah this is the best line yeah probably the best cue in disneyland i think um probably set the bar for cues going forward yeah right um it's it it really um i think what this cue does and and what pr- i'll probably most people would be like, ugh, you got to wait in line. But I think what you can do with a line and what this line does is really kind of help you forget where you are. Yeah. You know? Um, it's disorienting. Yeah. And, and, and sort of put you in the right mood for the ride. Yeah. So that when you finally get through this queue and you get up to the uh, the Jeeps, you're ready to go on this adventure with Indiana Jones. Yeah, you've already kind of been on a Absolutely, journey just to yeah. get here. And now so you get to like, do this fantastic wow, ride. This, this, this experience just keeps going. This might be the best ride, period, in my opinion. Wow. I mean, it's uh, like everything about it. The line going up to it, the, uh, the vehicle itself is really fun. The showroom, the fur, like when you... Yeah 
come into this main, the main showroom of Indiana Jones and you're presented with everything that's there, it's mind it mind blowing. Like, it is overwhelming. Yeah. And it is it is probably to this day it's the only one you know, I've been like obsessing over like theme park yeah. concept art yeah. for thirty oh years now. You know what this ride was gonna be. Well, this, but, but like, yeah, there was a whole different concept for that. Yeah. But when they finally did settle on like, this is what's going to be, this is probably the only ride I've ever seen that faithfully articulates and, and, and conveys what is intended in the concept. Right. Like it looks like the concept art come to life. It's, it's incredible. And, And what's really, again, like Disney being such a small, uh, area, they have to be really smart about how they use space. And this is not a lot of space. Like that line takes you out of the park. Essentially you you go uh, under the berm, I'm assuming. Yeah. And you find yourself, the show building is, is not, you know, in inside. Yeah, exactly. But it's still not a lot of room. And so you kind of spend your time crisscrossing through that showroom brilliantly, which is just, it's such a cool, like, cause you come out, you originally, initially you come out into this room and this amazing musical cue that plays where like it, it as you're presented with this giant skull ahead of you and a bridge shooting flames. And, and, <laughs> yes. Yes. And lasers. And, um, and you can see, I think it usually works out the time where you come up, you crest this hill and you're presented with this room you see all that stuff. You see the bridge crossing a chasm, crossing a chasm, and you almost always see another jeep going across that bridge. Yeah. It's such a great. The timing like, is so oh, perfect. Oh man, it's so yeah. fantastic, and and you eventually cross that bridge too, and it yeah. everything about it. It's like, it like it's another tease, right? Exactly. That it gets fulfilled. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. you see Every this temple time, yeah. and you're like, okay, I'm going to the temple. And yeah. then you see like evidence of these Jeeps and you're going to get on the Jeep. Yeah. And then like, it's just, they keep the, the storytelling of this ride is so yeah. good, even though there's really not much of a narrative, right. you know, it's exactly. just, but the experience is so well done. Yeah. yeah. Um, so definitely for me, one of the best, maybe the best ride uh, ever that I've ridden. I think it's a, a well, well chosen. Yeah. Selection. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we got here in Adventureland? Well, we got this, this big tree here oh, that you can climb. Wow. Now it says it's Tarzan's tree house, huh. but you know what? For me, this is always going to be the Swiss family <laughs> Robinson's tree house. Well, you should thank Tarzan. Cause if it weren't for Tarzan, that tree house would not be there. Anymore. Oh, was it, were there plans to take oh, it yeah. out? It was going to go. They wow. were, it was apparently during an era where they were like, what can we get rid of? Huh? They were like, how can we make the park cheaper? What can we get rid of? It's like, um, <laughs> how much money could they possibly <laughs> save by getting rid of this tree? Yeah. Well, they wanted to put like retail there. Or something. Oh yeah. Um, but again, Tony Baxter, like essentially saved this thing. He, Man, he was thank like, you, Tony. well, we do have this movie coming out, Tarzan, you know, it'd be great if we themed it. And apparently when they reopened it, it like they had record attendance at Disneyland. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great attraction. I mean, it's, it, it is old. I don't know if it's opening day, but it, it harkens back to like the early era and it's not, it's not accessible. Yeah. Universally accessible. You have to do a lot of uh, climbing stairs and everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's it's it is. Yeah. But it's super fun and immersive, and it affords you an incredible view when you get to the top. Yeah. 
uh, one of the one of the few places in Disneyland where you can see out into the outside world. Right, but yeah. it's not it's not like it's not like the outside world intrudes. It's like yeah. they still have somehow sculpted it so that you can <laughs> you you just get this hint of uh-huh. the outside world. It's it's a beautiful palette, but yeah. Um, so I don't think we'll make it through all of Disneyland, but I would like to just dip our toe. Maybe we can finish, and we'll. I'm sure we. You know, the next time we find ourselves alone in the archive, we can take our our monorail back here to yeah, Disneyland. Yeah, our private monorail. Yeah, uh, but before we go, I would like to dip my toe in New Orleans Square. Oh, and yeah. talk about Pirates of the Caribbean. Let's do it. Um, this ride. So my familiarity for a long time was really just with the Orlando version of Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned before how they kind of re reimagined it mm-hmm. um, for Orlando in some ways. And it's definitely the lesser version. And as I understand it, I'm, I think I'm going to, I'm going to, tr- I'll probably get this wrong. So uh, Haunted Mansion, which I think is just next door. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right? So they apparently Haunted Mansion, the mansion itself, was built and sat there for six or seven years. Yeah, before it ever opened as a ride. There was a sign on it that right. said, "You know, eventually <laughs> there are going to be ghosts Which retiring is here." Amazing. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine now them building a facade and, and it's sitting there for six or seven? And they don't years. even really have a plan for it, right? Like, yeah, they, they have some ideas, exactly, yeah. but they, yeah, there's they, no timeline or anything. But what they had done was they had dug this big uh, hole, basically, below that mansion. Um, Because, like, almost, like, most of these rides, you have to get out of Disneyland to actually go on the ride. And there's various ways that they do that. Um, And Haunted Mansion takes you down an elevator, and then you go under and and all that stuff. But they had dug this big hole, and um, for a long time... I think they were just like storing stuff in that hole. And as what that eventually became were the caverns that you go through in Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, nice. And it's such a cool. So, so like to me, that's one of the best parts of this ride, but they nixed it for Orlando because like, well, we don't need that. Yeah. You know, that we don't have a hole to fill. So there's no reason to do that. But, um, and it's the last time I'll do it. But again, I heard Tony Baxter talking about Pirates, the ride, and, and it's such a fantastic ride because it, it does the job of, again, like taking you out of the context of being in a theme park um, and slowly getting you primed to go, you know, into the world of Pirates. Mm-hmm. And um, he sort of described it as if as sort of falling asleep, dreaming, and then coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you when you walk up... Uh, to the Pirates of the Caribbean. It's this um, sort of building facade that is uh, New Orleans yeah, square. Kind of ornate. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of a winding... It's not a bad line, actually. No, it isn't. Sort of a winding line through a courtyard, and then you go inside, and you can see when you first go inside, the boat's kind of rounding a corner, and there's like this parrot sitting on a, a perch and squawking at you. Um, but eventually you get up to the boats and you get in the boat and at first you just go through this bayou and which is amazing to me. Like ostensibly has nothing to do with pirates. 
Yeah. Right? But they... they but it's part of your journey. It's exactly. part of the transition. And it's very yeah. quiet, and it's dark, and, like, compared to where you've come from, which is the cacophony of, you know, the outside theme park, like, it's it's a real respite. Yeah. Um, and, and you've got this, like, slow banjo kind of playing, and you've got crickets sounding, you know, so you, it really kind of pulls you... And lulls you into this sense of relaxation, you know. And then um, I think you you come up to the skull, right? Is this the skull that's talking? Yeah. Or is that later? That's uh, no. That's at the end of the caverns, I think. Before okay. you go down the falls. Yeah. So then you you find yourself in these caverns, and this is my favorite part of the ride because one, it's beautiful. Like it's just yeah. again, it's very relaxing. The boat's moving nice and slow. And they're playing the yo-ho, yo-ho, but it's this, like, slow, It's like a dirge, almost. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're seeing pirate skeletons, so you're slowly being brought into the world, right, of pirates, like these dead pirates. And And I feel like... As you're going, these pirates start to get more animated, mm-hmm. and so you you eventually come upon the, the best visual: <laughs> this pirate on a ship that's like half destroyed, yeah, in a storm, All deteriorated, yeah, yeah, rocking back and forth. It's such a cool visual, yeah. Um, and, and so it's yeah, it's like nature is just is animating these pirates now. But, right, but now we've we've gone this far. We're gonna go back, and we're gonna actually see them yeah. come to life. And now. there's now this great effect. They recently, so they recently redid Pirates uh, to change the auction scene. But they mm-hmm. they also removed Davy Jones, which is good, which is great. And they put back in the original kind of monologue uh, that he was reading. And now it's, it's what it used to be. But there's also this moment where you're coming up on this pirate and he's sort of hanging, it's like sitting in this like hanging seat mm-hmm. and it's a skeleton and he's holding like a pot of gold. And as you pass by him, it transforms into a living pirate. So there's uh, a, a mirror down, you know, splitting this figure down the middle. So from one angle, it's a skeleton, and as you pass by, the other angle it is takes on its yeah human form. So you you cross the magical threshold. As yeah, it were. Um, I don't know if that's before or after the waterfall. That particular uh, gag, um, but then yeah, then you come out into the the full on pirates experience. Um, there's a pirate ship firing on a fort, fort. and then a town being sacked. Um, I'm f- totally fine with the change to the auction scene, yeah. which used to be selling uh, women and now selling rum. The only thing I'll say is they did a p- not a great job of integrating the voice actor mm. of the new of Red, the, mm-hmm. the female pirate character. She just doesn't organically seem to fit. I think they just need a different voice actress. Yeah, there's something it just doesn't fit. Yeah, I'm fine with the scene in general, but. That's not the first time that they've changed this ride oh, uh, yeah. to address concerns about the yeah, depiction. Right? Yeah, yeah there used to be the scene shortly after that where the pirates are ransacking the town yeah, and chasing, chasing the women. Yeah, the women 
uh, I think sometime in the early 90s, yeah. they added, they decided they didn't want the implication to be that they were chasing the women to have their way right. with them. So they put trays of food in the women's yeah. hands. So now it's the pirates <laughs> are actually chasing right. the women to get the food. And was it always the case that I think one of them, the woman is chasing the pirate? Yeah. Is that always yeah, been Yeah, that's there? always okay. been there. Yeah. Which uh, is a great gag, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, as you go through, this, the town is getting more and more sacked and eventually you know, being kind of sort of burned to the ground to some degree, you find yourself in the prisons and there's the classic scene of, uh, the, the, the pirates trying to get the keys from the dog. Yeah. And then I think you find yourself in the armory Mm -hmm. and like cannons are going off. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) And, uh, I, there's this video of Walt, um, before you know they're they're sort of designing pirates and he's walking this woman around yeah have you seen this yeah she's the disneyland ambassador yeah. for 1965 <laughs> yeah i just <laughs> and she's wearing like a like like a writing yeah, outfit it's yeah it's so weird which i think the disneyland ambassadors still wear some variation of that uniform today okay well yeah he's taking her through imagineering and and showing her some of the things to come with pirates of the caribbean and he's so weird like he says to her you believe in pirates right <laughs> and she says oh i don't know <laughs> no <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he says uh he uh, talking of this final scene he's like well we got you down here by going down a waterfall how do you think we get you out by going up a waterfall? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What really happens is you're exploded up a waterfall is yeah. the idea. But going back to what Tony Baxter had said about being in a dream, he was saying how this the way this uh, ride ends, which is different from Orlando, you go up this long conveyor uphill, basically. And as you're going up, the sounds of the ride are getting you know quieter and quieter, and you're essentially waking sort of up from the dream. Out. You know, yeah. oh, I love that. I've never heard that before. Yeah. And it's such a cool way to think about it. And overall, I think one of the reasons that ride still to this day is you know popular and uh, you know not necessarily not necessarily because of the movies or anything, but just on its own merit is because it's so well designed and so well thought out, and it really does pull you out of the context of the theme park, which can be a really overwhelming experience, and give you. Um, a place to kind of recharge yeah, and also experience a fun story and see, you know, characters and, and experience, you know, a fun version of pirates, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and like you can go on that ride so many times and see lots of new things every time. It's, it's such a, it really lives up to the hype in my opinion yeah it's still one of the best theme park attractions ever yeah, built absolutely every bit of detail yeah. still resonates yeah yeah well all right i i regret that our time here today uh is is drawing to a close yeah. but i i think i want to come back here we still have some lands we need to go yeah, through we do, we you know do. we haven't even finished new orleans square I so know. yeah we just dipped our toe yeah as i well, said Let's grab a beignet and um, then we'll... I actually want a contest. We can stay in the... uh the, the hotel room above Pirates of the Caribbean. The dream suite? Yeah. <sighs> so we'll stay here tonight and, and we'll... <laughs> 
come back. <laughs> this is the best news ever. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> you worked it out perfectly. I did. I didn't want to reveal it until we were here. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, on that note. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go wish upon a star. Okay. And uh, we'll put this in the hour cut. <laughs>